Epilogue Chapter One of Garcia Marina by Augustin Berth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Ecuador after Garcia Marina. Our readers will probably ask themselves with some anxiety what became of the Christian Republic after the crime of the sixth of August. Did the revolution succeed in its odious and bloody reaction, or were the people faithful to their great and heroic chief? A glance at the history of the Republic during the last ten or twelve years will show the political wisdom and foresight as well as the posthumous influence of the martyred hero. The President Barrero, 1875-1876 The day after the assassination, the Vice President Leon consented to remain in power until the election of a fresh President. Ecuador, in consequence, remained calm and quiet for three months, but then came the fresh elections, and the liberal Barrero was chosen, whose first act was to inveigh against the Constitution which he had sworn to defend. The radicals, enchanted at his proposed reforms, began to agitate the whole country in his favor. An old officer unveiled the plot of the revolutionists, who wished to substitute Pedro Carbo for Barrero and bring back Urbina as general-in-chief of the army. "'I pity Barrero,' exclaimed the veteran. "'If he yields to the radical cry, he will lose himself in the country with him. His only chance is to adopt the motto of Garcia Marino, "'Liberty for all and for everything, except for evil and wrongdoers.' Barrero tried to temporize between the two parties, but allowed the most shameful abuse of religion in the papers, and dismissed such of the ministers as were unfavorable to his new plans of reform. To his great disgust, however, the people remained faithful to their late chief, and on the anniversary of his death, in 1876, made a magnificent demonstration in his honor. The whole city went into mourning, while out his solemn obsequies in the cathedral, everyone attended save Barrero himself and a few of his officials. Don Miguel Garces pronounced the funeral oration, in which he declared that, if Constantine were considered great for having given peace to the church, Theodosius for having protected it, and Charlemagne for having saved it from the barbarians, Garcia Marino, with still more faith, zeal, and energy, had made himself the champion of the holiest of causes, and, that to eclipse all other heroes, he had only needed a wider field for his great genius. But Barrero continued blind to the political wisdom of his predecessor, to try their strength, the radicals organized a revolution in Guayaquil, which was easily put down, but the leaders of which were pardoned by Barrero. To find a more effective tool, they then pitched upon Ventimilla, a man without faith or principle, ignorant, stupid, a drunkard, and a gambler, whom they insisted on having as commandant of the troops at Guayaquil. Even Barrero was startled at this demand, but too weak to resist, he gave him the appointment. Ventimilla began by dismissing all the good and faithful officers to replace them with his accomplices. Barrero, warned of his treason, wrote to expostulate. Ventimilla replied that if he had changed his subordinates, it was only because he suspected their loyalty, they having served the tyrant, Garcia Marino, for fifteen years, that if the president disapproved of this act of prudence, he, Ventimilla, could only resign, as a soldier, like a woman, has only his honor, which, if doubted, is lost for ever. Barrero was foolish enough to believe in him. Ventimilla next asked for some troops to be sent to him from Quito, pretending to fear an insurrection on the approaching feast of the independence. In spite of the entreaties of his friends, Barrero fell into the trap and sent him the men and arms required. All means of defense being thus taken away from the capital, Ventimilla threw aside the mask. On the 8th of September, the radicals issued a proclamation declaring that, 
Barrera was a traitor to all liberal principles, and by his absurd policy was perpetuating institutions incompatible with a democratic government, so that they refused any longer to obey him, and proclaimed the great citizen, Ignacio Vintimilla, President of the Republic. Barrera was thunderstruck at this treachery, and instantly made an appeal to arms. The conservatives joined him to repress the revolt, but unhappily Barrero always mistrusted them, and refused to employ the only capable generals. The troops remained inactive at Guaranda for a month, during which time Ventimilla's preparations were completed, and he marched on Guaranda at the head of an army, while Urbina attacked Riobamba with a smaller corps. General Sands, having only a small force at Guaranda, went to meet Urbina, who defeated him in the Battle of Gote, while Ventimilla, having passed through the feeble troops at Guaranda, arrived in triumph at Quito. The country fell altogether into the hands of the Red Republicans. Barrero was thrown into prison, where he lingered for two months, and was finally exiled to Lima, and thus the great work of Garcia Marina was threatened with entire destruction. End of Epilogue Chapter 1